What's going on, everybody? I'd like to welcome you all to episode three of the Cornerstone of America podcast. Uh, I'm going to keep this intro short. I want to get right to the uh, to the interview. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to have Scott Flansbaum of uh, Unbreakable Journey on my show the other day. <clears throat> and if you don't know Scott, uh, he's got a pretty incredible story, and I'm going to uh, leave it to him to give the details. But just to give you a quick rundown. Um, Scott is a married father of four and a year ago he went in for a routine medical procedure and he was paralyzed from the uh, chest down and uh, his journey over the past year and what he's overcome after being told he'd never walk again is uh, nothing short of miraculous so uh, I'd like to get right to the episode I just want to thank you guys for the support in such a short period of time Uh, this is episode three I've recorded ten episodes and uh, I'm looking forward to getting these out to you, these conversations. I'm having a blast. I'm learning a lot. And uh, let's get to it. Episode 3, Cornerstone of America. So how you doing, man? How was your morning? Good, man. Sorry. I was late. I was trying oh, to, don't be. It's crazy. And I'm trying to get my workout in and everything and four kids. You know how it is. It's, yeah, uh, I do. Uh, yeah. I, I do. I do. Uh, I can only imagine. Um, that was actually kind of one of my questions. <laughs> what the I wanted to cover was, I got I got five kids, and um, you know, and I don't have the huge, you know, thing that you have to overcome on a daily basis. You know, with the injury that you had in the rehab, right? right? And yeah. and uh, you know that alone is, um, I mean, full time job is putting it lightly. I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I'm playing uh, Mr. Mom right now some of the time. And yeah, yeah. it's just, it's one of those things where I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, because she used to do that, but she also works too. And right. it's just one of those things where I'm like, How, you don't even go to work some days. And she's like, I know, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so I'm sure you can relate. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. Definitely. It's like with us, it's a, um, it's, it's basically like a tag team thing where, um, uh, got like right now i'm in the middle of uh you know i got my day job right now as i'm trying to transition over into doing this full time you know to get back into you know the entrepreneur side of things and i did that pretty much my whole adult life you know this corporate job yeah. has been something new for me right um, right over these last couple of years so do my day job i'm home by like yeah on average about four o'clock and then basically that's when i tag in and you know my wife goes because yeah. we got a we got a full-blown home garage gym you know like it's like a mini crossfit like in our garage and, uh, you know, like racks, bumper plates, like the whole nine yards. And she's a strength coach as well. So she's got clients and she competes and she runs meets. So, you know, I come in and sometimes she's away from me. You know, if I'm a little bit late, then she'll, yeah, uh, yeah she'll just she'll shoot me a text. She's like, hey, I'm in the garage. I got a client. You know, kids are watching yeah. the show, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I get but, it, man. I get yeah, it. man. I get it. So, uh, so um, I just want to tell, you know, just kind of start with uh, going over, uh, you know, basically telling everybody where um, I first heard your story, which was yeah. uh, from Dom Russell's podcast, right? And um, man, I, I I saw the post that he did after you guys did. Was it a ten k? Yeah, yeah, right for the Run yep. to Remember LA race. Uh-huh. Yeah, in San Diego, right? Uh, LA. Yeah. LA, LA. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that, and uh, you know, and I just I saw his post because I had been following him already. 
And I just yeah. went down the rabbit hole of, yeah. <laughs> you know, your, <laughs> of like, who's this guy? Right. And then I, you yeah. know, I click on, you know, your, your Instagram page. I start going through your story. And then, and then of course I listened to recently, I listened to the podcast itself and man, I mean, as much as in depth or as little as you want to, you know, kind of, you know, give everybody your background and kind of what you've been through over the last year. Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm humbled by that. You know, I was, I, Grew up in the Bay Area, and, uh, you know, it's one of those kids that, you know, they always say is, uh, you know, smart kid, but, you know, just, you know, his motivation and drive are in the wrong places. So uh went in the Marine Corps and, you know, found out real quick what hard work and, you know, uh, just getting my life on track and did that and got out and just went to work, went to school, you know, at night, worked full time, really just busted my ass to try and get ahead. And, you know, I was doing that, got the, you know, the corporate gig that everybody wanted and was making good money. And then one day I got in a car accident and it changed my life. And I had my two older girls were really young at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, we got thrown on our heads and you know, insurance kind of dropped us. We were losing our house. We we're going to be homeless. And my wife at the time bounced. She decided she was done. And, you know, just uh, you know, instead of finding a, a job and, you know, helping out, she found another guy and left the girls and I. And, and uh, so we were, I was a single dad and, you know, just homeless and just trying to survive. And that was my big adversity. That's what I had to overcome. And, so anyways, I got through that and met, got actually reconnected with my high school sweetheart. We had gone our separate ways and uh, it was awesome. She came into the girls' lives and became their mom and has helped me raise them. And man, life was life was cruising again. You know, we had overcome it and life was cruising. And because of that, because of the Marine Corps, you know, I have a lot of health problems, especially with my back. So get those routine epidural injections that they give, you know, and I've I've gotten them plenty of times and I was having some neck issues and some numbness. And so I went in and uh, they did the procedure and I don't even get anesthesia anymore. I jump off the table. I'm usually one of the youngest people there and they make you wait 15 minutes and waited 15 minutes. Like you good to go. I'm like, yep, good to go. And they're like, all right, see you later. And I went to get up and I did one of these and went, Ooh, like something's not right. I just felt all this pressure in my where the the needle had gone in. And where so they I do t- that, like up by your neck? Or in the upper yeah. Back? So yeah. yeah, they did it right at C five. So uh-huh. right, you know, upper back, lower neck. And uh, I told the nurse, I'm like, oh man, I feel a whole bunch of pressure. And I work in the medical field, and you know, so I'm not a doctor by any means, but I, you know, know just enough to be dangerous. And uh, <laughs> so. Uh, What's it called? And he's like, yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right. So I walked out, got in the car, started driving away. I mean, I barely got, you know, a mile down the road and I kept lowering the seat, lowering the seat because it oh, kept geez. getting worse and worse. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And I, I just know from being in the medical field, I'm like, if something's not right, you know your body, especially at our age. And yeah, like, it's probably not right. So I turned around, went back walked in and I was like, something's not right. And they're like, all right, sit down. We'll get the doc. And I sat down and I never got up again. And I slowly but surely went paralyzed from the chest down where they did that shot. They had hit my spinal cord and uh, I was internally bleeding, which 
I didn't know at the time. And uh, so anyways, I, they sent me to the emergency room eventually. And this was the same day. This was all in the same day. Oh yeah. This is, yeah. so this happened at eight 15 was the shot. I got to the, so they let me sit around for about four hours in the office. That was probably the big problem and yeah. thinking it would just go away until uh, I finally looked at the doc and was like, Hey bro. I'm like, you getting a little worried? And he's like, yeah, a little bit. I'm like, good. Cause I'm real worried. <laughs> I go, so you're uh, sitting there for four hours and they found out later what the issue was. Like you said, you were bleeding internally. So this thing's just pulling up and getting worse and worse and creating this pressure on your spinal cord. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. what happened was my right leg went paralyzed first. Yep. Then my left leg. And then finally they transferred me to Mayo Clinic. Um, and, uh, so they rushed me in for a CT scan. And when I came out, I looked at my wife and I go, we got real issues. We got real problems. She's like, why is that? I'm like, I can't feel anything from my chest down. And that's when I knew, that's when I knew this is getting worse. And so they came in and they looked at my wife and I, I mean, this doctor came in frantically and he's just measuring me and doing all these things. And he finally looks at my wife and goes, I don't have time to talk right now. This is an emergency. I know I'm probably freaking you out, but I will, I'll let you know what's going on in a minute. I just need to do all this. And my wife and I were just like, okay. And um, then about 15 minutes later, they walked in and they said, listen, this is what's happening. They hit your spinal cord. You're internally bleeding, which is putting pressure, like you said, on it. And we need to do emergency surgery and, you know, whether we open you up two inches or 10 inches, we don't know until we get in there. Um, but they looked us straight in the face and they go, we're going to do everything we can to make, try and make it where you're not paralyzed again, but we need to let you know right now, we can assure you, you will never walk again. You'll be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. Oh, and, now, and that was the same day. Oh yeah. That's like one fifteen in the afternoon. And, uh, my wife and I looked at each other just like, wait, what? We're having surgery? Like, we're supposed to have a barbecue this weekend. And, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That morning you go in for a medical procedure, and, you know, a few hours later you're sitting there being told that, you know, you're never going to walk again. Yeah. So we just started crying and looking at each other. But it was so heavy, and there's so much going on. It was like we just couldn't – I mean, you just can't – you really can't even deal with it. And so – they're like, we need to get you in surgery. So it took a little while for them to get me in. But finally, around 4 o'clock, they wheeled me back. And, uh, yeah, man, it was crazy because I remember calling my best friend from the Marine Corps and just being like, look, uh, having the talk. Like, I, I could not make it through the surgery. That's how bad it was. And I need you to be that male person in my kid's life if god forbid and of course he's just like bro don't even talk like that i'm like no man i'm serious i need to tell you this because it's that bad and i know you're sitting here telling me it's going to be fine everything but as a dad i need yeah. to have this talk so they wheel me back and i'll never forget the like i work in the operating rooms and all that and so the anesthesiologist goes okay i just want you to take you know a bunch of five deep breaths. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you're putting me under. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's what we're here to do. And I go, no, no, no. I'm like, I need you guys to all stop. And the whole operating room stopped. 
surgeon wasn't even in there yet. I didn't even meet the surgeon before. And uh, I go, listen, I got four kids at home. One of them just turned one years old. I go, I need to be there for them. So I need you guys. I know you you always probably give your best, but I really need you guys to give your all. And then I said, we need to pray. And so then I led them in prayer, and I was like, all right, I'll take those deep breaths now. So went to sleep, and uh, about eight hours later, I don't even know, I woke up, and oh, man, and they did eight levels of my cervical spine. So from C2, which is at the base of your skull, down to T3, they opened me up. That's how bad it was. It traveled that far, and they relieved, they cleaned it out. They stopped the bleeding, and then they had to, so on the back, your lamina, that covers your spinal cord, they had to cut that open to relieve the pressure, and then they caged eight levels of my spine. They caged eight vertebrae of the spine itself? Yeah. So that's eight all, is it, so that's all fused? It's not fused, but it's, okay, that's uh, good. it's, it's caged. caged, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, my say, lower well, back's fused, yeah. but, <laughs> uh yeah, but uh, anyways, I came out and I was still paralyzed in my right leg, but the the rest of my body was back. And I looked at the surgeon, that's the first time meeting him, and I go, hey, you do this all the time. Do you think I'll, I'll walk again? You know, I'll get everything back. And mm-hmm. he goes, I'm not going to lie to you. It, your damage was extensive. It was really yeah. extensive. And he goes, you're probably going to be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. And I was just like, oh, man. And so from that day on, it's just been fighting to walk again. You know, just fighting to walk again and trying to show my girls that sometimes life's really difficult. But, you know, you, you get dealt with your dealt life and you got to fight through it and make the best of it. I mean, this was like a 24-hour period of like one minute you're going in for just a normal medical procedure that you've mm-hmm. gone in numerous times, right? And then over the next 24 hours, it's... 12 hours later. 12 yeah. hours later. Holy hell, yeah. man. Yeah. And I mean, it literally, I tell people, it's it's just like you're driving to work today, right? Right. And you get T-boned by a semi. Yeah. And paralyzed from the chest down. It was, yeah. it was the exact same, the exact same thing. Well, and you, and correct me if I'm wrong, so you're in the military, right? Um, yeah. So how was it? How was it to, was there ever a moment in time, like, like, especially in the beginning when this first happened, when you were like, I was in the military, I was in like, <laughs> and this is how, you know, a freaking procedure, you know, like, like was an IED, wasn't, uh, didn't get shot at, you know, what I mean? <laughs> did that ever uh, go through your head? Like, like really, this is how it's yeah. happening? You know what, to be honest, I don't remember, but I do remember just moments of that over the last year. Um, I actually lost a good friend in the Marine Corps. Um, and he went over to Iraq and Afghanistan. He was a badass. He was a sniper. And he got taken out by a drunk driver when he got back. I hate, and, I hate Yeah, like stories. you said, it's yeah. like, oh, I know. It's like the Taliban right. couldn't kill him. Freaking, you know, Al-Qaeda couldn't kill him, but a freaking idiot drunk driver. So, yeah, I've had those yeah. moments. But to be honest with you, going through my first mm-hmm. car accident, and being homeless with my girls, that really, I, I, I talked about this in Dom's podcast. Like, I did not handle that like I'm handling this. Um, I'm not really proud of how I handled it, even though I did 
fairly good job, but looking back, it's like, oh, I could have, if I would have handled it the way I've been handling this accident, I I probably would have been out of that situation a lot sooner. And so um, it's just one of those things where, you know, you learn from it. And so from the moment it happened and I woke up the next morning, it wasn't, I never was angry at the surgeon or the doctor who did it. I was never, I, I just knew. I've been telling my wife, because this is my wife's first experience at a massive like medical challenge. And I just told her, I'm like, if you, because I was the victim the first go around. And if you do that victim, oh God, nothing good comes out of that. That's everything I got from, you know, obviously I haven't never talked to you before besides some, a few text messages recently. Is right. Listening to your podcast with Dom. Uh, going through your your social media and and just seeing the posts and and of course you know everybody everybody says you know social media is like the highlight of your life but I, you know it's kind of sh- hard to make sure everything is a highlight after you've been going through what you have been for the last year but the things you've posted the things you've said um um just what you said right now about like the first experience you went through with the car accident right um uh, i don't that's that's perspective right hindsight you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Well, it's perspective. Right. It's it's twenty twenty, but what right. it is is really is it's perspective of life experience, right? Okay, you went through that the first time. Obviously, number one, you were younger. Okay, number two, you'd never gone through anything like that before, like you said, right? So you're only handling it as you go. This like traumatic experience, right? It's and and, and right. you're a man of faith, right? And did you did it ever cross your mind where, as you were kind of going through this process, right? Oh, okay, I I now I see what I went through that first time. Okay. God put me in this place now, like, you know, he prepared me for this. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because when I went through the first, excuse me, go around, I wanted to kill myself. I mean, I really did. It was so bad. And the only thing that kept me going, and I was going to a therapist at the time and she was amazing. And I used to tell her, there's two reasons I'm not blowing my brains out. Mm -hmm. One, my kids and two, I truly believe that God's doing this for a reason. And one day I'll, I'll find out why. And those two things were the only things that carried me during some dark times. And it was so funny in my wedding vows years later, you know, part of them were the reason he did that was for my current wife was mm-hmm. to get back to her. And I knew it. So yeah, you're right. So in this one, I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I got the woman of my dreams. Yep. I got my kids. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm like, I, I, why are you doing this? And I, I, I was, I'd mm-hmm. sit there in the hospital and my wife and I, cause in the beginning it was, everybody would start coming in at 445 in the morning and PT and occupational therapy would be done by 10 AM. So then the rest of the day, there was nothing to do. And I remember my wife and I just crying because we, it was like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth day, and we realized, we're like, this is it. That's it. There's nothing else today. And, of course, when you're in the hospital and you can't move and all this stuff, you know, minutes take hours, hours take days. And uh, I go, I know this is happening for a reason, and I don't know why. And I'm still partially searching for that, but I, I, I know I know now that my reason is, like, you and I sitting here, Dom and I becoming friends, and... I mean, once again, I, I didn't know you right. last week at all until you reached out to me. And for and to hear you say that you went to my you know page and you know you, you liked my story. I mean, once again, I'm blown away. 
because Dom is a special guy, you know, just from if you're just somebody who's just on the periphery, you know, just like looking at his, you know, right. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character for the most part. And I don't, I don't see his page and say, oh, there's a fake guy. Right. I don't see it as like him saying right. I'm perfect. Right. But just how he chooses to live his life and everything he's gone through being in the military and Navy SEAL, you know, going through all the things he's gone through. Right. The following he has. Right. So when you went on his podcast, what's the reactions you've got, you've gotten now in the last, cause that's what now almost, almost two months now. Cause that was July when you did that podcast. August. Yeah, I think it was like yeah, I think uh, yeah. August first yeah. it came so, out. Yeah, uh, and honestly, it really took off when he he posted that video of us. Yeah, the that's when I saw it. And I think, yeah, and I think there was like hundred thousand mm-hmm. people that saw that that video. And honestly, it, it will and to backtrack right. on that race, we had people coming up to us and just being like, "Oh my gosh," mm-hmm. you know, and screaming for us and cheering us on and you know, just people walking up and saying they just want to take a picture with me and because I motivate them. And Dom, obviously, and we talked about it, he's obviously a public figure. And it's, so it's weird when that first starts happening to you. And more importantly, it's like, just like you and I talk right now, it's like, trust me, I'm nothing special. Um, You can ask my kids. They don't think I'm very cool. (laughs) And, uh, you know, (laughs) but I will say this is, uh, Dom is one of the, I always tell people, Dom is one of those guys that when you're in the room with him, you just want to breathe the same air because he is so inspiring. He's so motivated and he is everything you see. And he's also one of those people that does not let people in a circle very easily. He's very guarded. But once you're in, you know, he will take care of you for the rest of your life. And so it's just, he inspired me to share my story and be motivational and try and inspire other people. And so now it's like, I want to do that. So when you reached out to me and you're like, Hey, I'm just starting this. My thing was like, yep. You want to know why? Because I'm inspired by anybody who wants to go out there and freaking go after it, you know, and chase their dreams. And so if I can help anybody with that, I'll do it. I'll do it. I've been wanting to do this podcast, and I don't want to make this about me, but just, you know, really briefly, I've been wanting to do a show, you know, a podcast for a long time. Yeah. Um, um, I went through um, a lot of self-inflicted uh, pitfalls with my own businesses, right? You know, just getting in my own way, some right. self-destructive behavior, not realizing why I was making these same mistakes over and over again, right? And then finally, two years ago, uh, my wife was like, okay. I can't keep like starting a new business with you, get my hopes up and then watching it crash. And then over and over again, you got 15 years of running your own businesses. You're great with people. Go to the corporate world. Don't worry about payroll. Don't worry about HR. Don't worry about, you know, she's like, just go get a job in the corporate world. So I know we're getting a paycheck every two weeks. And I was like, and we were pregnant with our fifth at the time, you know, and our marriage was on the rocks. And I was like, got it. Whatever I can do, you know, to kind of restart. And that's what it was. And the last two years has been that. And it's been very humbling for me to, to, Talk about going from a, um, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I own a gym. Oh, sweet. And that's a big conversation. Hey, what do you do for a living? I'm in operations management. Oh, okay. Right. And then the conversation moves on. Man, that's a kick in the gut, you know? And, yeah. But it was good. I needed that. I needed that kick in the ass. I needed that, 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 that event of life of basically, in essence, almost losing my family because of decisions I was making, right? 
and as I started kind of going back down this route, I knew one day I wasn't going to go the corporate route for the rest of my life. I knew I was going to get back into something, right? I just right. didn't know what it was. And over the last few months, it's been, I've been getting that itch again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, right? Because that's something I can commit to, I can learn to do, and it's not going to take all this time away from me and my family, right? As I was figuring out like the process right. of what I wanted to do, I've, I've talked to so many people, and you're probably running across this now because you're getting to um, reach out to so many people, and so many people are reaching out to you that you're finding people that are finding inspiration from your story. Um, maybe not, they haven't gone through a, a specific hardship per se, but they may be motivated to do something that they were too scared to do before, right? They're living their life because it's just this everyday wake up, oh, God, I got to go to work and do this on and on, right? For me, when I saw your 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 podcast and I started going down that, I said, if this guy's got four kids and he went through everything he's gone through, he just completed a 10K and the way he attacked his rehab and there's no reason why, like, okay, I want to talk to somebody like that, right? And that's where I got the, your, your story was one of the reasons that gave me the idea to do the show I'm doing right now, which is to talk to people who choose to go into business for themselves, to choose to be entrepreneurs, to have gone through hardships in life and and how they've come out the other end and what they're doing right now. So, you know, after I got a couple under my belt, I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to him and see if he wants to say <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so you're, yeah, yeah. No, man, that's so, no, that's so awesome because, uh, first of all, so many things in what you just said, congratulations, because I was, I was in the pharmaceutical yeah. industry. You know, there's a lot of people that hear that, and they're just like, oh, my God, I want to get into that. How do I get I into that? I remember you talking and, about that, making money hand over fist, and you were just like, I was miserable. Yeah, but it, exactly. And But here's the thing, and I tell my wife every day, all the time, not every day, but all the time. If I get – I mean, they say I'll never work again, but they also right. said I'd never walk again. And, you know, so I, I tell my wife, I'm like, the thing that terrifies me the most is having to go back to mm -hmm. pharmaceutical sales. She's like, you will never go back to that. She's like, you can't do it anymore. Just the travel, everything. And I go, no, you don't understand. That's my career. That's what I've done for 20 years. I go, if it comes down to taking care of my family, then yeah, I will do it. Right. I hope I don't have to, but I will. Just like mm -hmm. what you're doing yep. right now, right? It's like, this isn't your dream job, but it's like, for right now, this is what I got to do for my family. And I admire anybody who will do that and do anything for the family. Because once again, I had a wife mm -hmm. at one time who decided, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to freaking bounce and do what's right for me. So it's not an easy decision. I mean, it's probably easy for somebody like you and I, because there is no other decision, but there are people out there that selfishly just think about themselves. But since the podcast, I've had so many people reach out to me just like you. And it's funny, a few of them have been gym owners and they're like, I do this on the side. I heard your podcast. I've been dead inside. And they're like, I'm doing this. And they're like, I have this great job, you know, this government job, blah, blah, blah but I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'm like, cool, real quick before you yeah. quit everything, yeah. make sure you're set up. All right. Cause I don't <laughs> want you coming back to me and going, I can't feed my family. You yeah. Know? Uh, but uh, I'm in the same boat, man. I'm trying to figure out a way where I can turn this into where I can make money, not because that's what I want to do. It's just I love what I do. I love getting messages from people like you. And once again, we just talked about faith. It's, I know Dom and I were linked up to 
spread. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, it's like the will to fight is the umbrella. And he can have all these different things underneath it, like Unbreakable, you know, your gym, other people that have reached out to me that are all inspired from his message. And then we go out because the world needs it and our kids need it. You know, my motivational speaking so far has been with the school district out here, Scottsdale School District. So talking to kids and yeah, so it's been really cool. Um, The thing I struggle with right now is just my stamina. I still, it's because, you know, I post all this stuff and, you know, the problem is, is, you know, I'm really strong for, you know, a few minutes and then, uh, you know, probably more than, you know, more than I should be. And then it's, every day is a freaking struggle. And I I just don't have the stamina yet to, uh, well, to work, to, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of trying to plot it and plan it. But like you said, it's never been a better time with the platform that I've been given. But I just have to believe that, once again, that God's doing this for a reason. And it'll be there when uh, physically I can do it. So I, I do. I try and do whatever motivational speak I can or podcast. Um, and then I also help out with Rescue 22, which is a nonprofit uh, that uh, Don's best friend, John, uh, started helping, you know, service dogs for veterans. So I do communications between them and the uh, veterans on the list. So I'm just trying to do little things like that because I'm trying to keep myself mentally sharp <laughs> during this time when it's it feels like it's Groundhog's Day because, uh, you know, I, I can fire off to you every single week that I've had for the last six months. Every single week I'm going to have for the next six months because it's just like, okay, you know, Monday's PT. And then I try and go to the gym and that's, you know, and then Tuesday's a rest day, Wednesday, PT, you know. So, um, yeah, so I, I've done some of it. But as far as like uh, making it into a job right now, I'm just doing it just to do it because, I, as you know, like when you had your gyms, right? It's like, it's not work it's not work. It's freaking, it's awesome. And I feel like I also have been in sales for 20 years and I know what you do is you take care of the people around you when it comes to your product and you believe in it. And then guess what? They'll Mm -hmm. tell 10 people, Hey, you need to go get this. And then that's how you build your business. Right. And then those are paying customers. So right now it's, it's not that, but and it's more just I don't want to dive into something and then not be able to complete it. So my health and getting better is my focus right now. And doing this, slowly doing this on the side uh, is what I'm doing. And once again, I might squander it. It might not be there. But it's just one of those things like I can't. My health has to be number one and getting better. If you think about everything it's only been a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, think about it. It's been, right. it's been barely a year, right? Like what was it? August. It was mid August when this happened, right. right? Of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. August 17th. Yep. Yep. Everything you accomplished in one year's time. It's it, it, with, with what you've happened. I remember specifically that 
um, when you were talking um, on Dom's podcast, uh, one of the things you said was when you went back, I guess it was later on, you were going back through uh, PT and you saw, I guess it was one of the nurses or one of the people immediately after the surgery. And they were one of the people that told you like, yeah, you're never going to walk again. And you were asking them like, you know, Hey, so yeah. <laughs> remember me, I was, uh, yeah. and they were sitting there going, oh, my God, you know, yeah. you have had the, the most profound like recovery with somebody who's had such a severe spinal cord injury, right. Than anybody that's gone through here. Right. Right. So, I think that's huge. I, mean, I think a lot of people battle, and this is where, for me, um, it really kind of hit home uh, because of the conversations I've had with uh, with clients in the past. Um, people talk about like, oh, I'm not where I want to be all the time. I'm not where I want to be, right? Like you were just talking about, like you know, I'm still here, and with what you're dealing with on a daily basis, the amount of energy you have, and what you're just trying to make sure you focus on for the future, right? I think it's good to do that because it keeps you humble and it keeps you focused. But I also think it's really important to acknowledge the progress you've made up to this point. You can have that work ethic and the understanding and being humble of what I still need to do on a daily basis to get better. And I think this, I think that message of what you're saying applies to everybody in life. You can apply it in everything they're doing. But I think it's really important, especially for yourself, to look at the past year and go like, holy shit, look what I've done in the last year. And if I could do that, right, in the last year, then the sky's the limit for me. And for my family and what we can do, right? Right. And I think that's 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 huge, right? Um, and I think that that message is huge. And I think what what you're doing right now is like you're you're just getting started. Like you're just getting started, right? And, and I think the I think one of the most important things for 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 you is from what I see is for you not to be hard on yourself. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Like you said. No, yeah. And it, we're our worst critics, right? Yeah. Okay. We're our worst yeah. critics. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's probably why you've been so successful and why I've been so successful. It's because we're not satisfied. And yeah, it's, uh, that's why it was so important to, for my, for my, I told my wife yeah. for the one year anniversary. It's like, I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, anniversary. Like, it was a freaking <laughs> medical accident, you know? Yeah. Like a, You're like, I want to celebrate this? <laughs> but I, I just, we, yeah. yeah, I know. And I was like, but it, it, it was one of those things where I knew it's like we've been through the right. freaking ringer, and especially her, because, I mean, you know how it is. Like, when your kids get sick, you feel terrible because you're like, I just right. want to take that away from you. I don't want you to feel pain. And so I'm sure my wife constantly sees me and sees my struggle because that's the other thing sometimes we get in fights and she goes you're so full of shit sometimes because you're on there posting all this positivity and i'm the one who watches you right. all day struggle and i'm like yeah i know but here's the thing is i could post a freaking you know a countdown for the last 365 mm -hmm. days of all my struggles right okay <laughs> or I, like you said, yeah. I can post my wins, right? But I also, and so she's the one who kind of humbles me and keeps me grounded where, she, you know, and I, I I have been pretty raw mm -hmm. with this whole journey and um, I try and keep it positive, but there are also our posts, you know, where it's like the washing machine because yeah. I had an accident, you know, I'm freaking 42 year old man. And, you know, I freaking had an accident because I don't have control over my, you know, bowels or my, uh, you know, uh, you know, my plumbing. And so it's, 
I'm sure it's been really hard for her. I know it's been hard for her, but that's why it was so important to go. And here's the other thing. Financially, it's been freaking crushing because I lost two-thirds of my pay. Yeah, I lost two-thirds of my pay. I mean, just think about it. I've been to PT 400 times, $25 copay. You do the math, right? Um, yeah, so I, t- you know, and I, I, we sat down before we went and I told her, I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm going to have to cash out my retirement here at this job to pay off I all the medical I remember reading that bills. one of your posts. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And, it, yeah. It, but that's just real, you know, and it's not, yeah. oh, feel sorry for me. It's just, it, it's look, people who get sick in this country, even with the best healthcare, deal with this. And so I did that. And then I told her, I'm like, I just want to take you and I want to get away and I want to celebrate everything we've gone through. And that one year anniversary was so awesome because A, freaking everybody who posted for me and positivity and was amazing. But B, we sat there, she had this nice dinner made for me, you know, and it was just the two of us. And we just relived that day and when we relived that day and then that week it wasn't negative it was just more of like holy shit like we went through that (laughs) like that i tell her all the time i go did that doctor really say i was never gonna walk it's almost surreal right yeah you know and yeah and she's like no he i looked at him like what the who the fuck are you to say that you know know. like lie or you know i don't know if you saw my post i did like when i when i announced i was gonna be talking to you i was like and he was told he never walk again scott was like hold my beer (laughs) yeah watch this yeah yeah i I mean in a way that was the approach you took right you know and 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 how you were gonna attack the rehab and you know i don't think it's weird i i think it's um yeah, just from personal experience, I think it's it's actually like what you did, you know, with your wife and taking the time out and actually reflecting back on it. I think it's almost therapeutic because I think what happens is you get so caught up sometimes, like you just said, right? You, um, social media is great for being able to reach out to people and making connections and uh, being able to, as especially like in your situation, and you're 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 showing the positivity. I mean, you also showed some of the some of the struggles, like like you know that one where you threw your walker, right? You're just like fuck this, right? <laughs> and yeah. And <laughs> that poor walker, that thing. You know what's so funny? Right. That's my old walker, and uh-huh. it's downstairs because I always yep. take that one to the mailbox because uh-huh. it has like a little basket, and it's Be like bent in. Like that thing's been thrown so many times. Oh, yeah. You know poor. But we call it. Oh, Sharon. that's funny. Poor Sharon. Named it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's I, yeah. Oh yeah. Sharon is still, still, still a shiny still. one, right? <laughs> Sharon's the one that got there. Yeah. No, uh, Stella's no Stella's the camoed one that right. I, I use every day. Like like you said, you kind of you look back at it and you laugh. I think it's very therapeutic to kind of, especially with your wife, to go through that because you yeah. you go through the things on a daily basis, and and sometimes you get caught up in the um in the day to day and the struggles of uh, of the reality. Like you said, it's like you know get up, all right? Like you said, you can name like verbatim what you've done the last six weeks, six months, and what you're probably going to do in regards to your, you know, the first part of that daily routine of getting up and, you know, whether, and, and then there's probably even a moment when you wake up and go, okay, is this a five minute get out of bed or is this going to be an hour routine of getting out of bed, depending on how you feel that morning. Right. And, right. and, right. and it, it goes back to what I was saying before, which is 
it's good to do that because it's it's good for you and your wife and your family because you're whatever you're going through right now you're sitting there going 12 months ago i was in a bed being told i'd never walk again and a few hours before that they were like we gotta get you under or you're gonna die you know so right reflecting on it and talking about it how 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 vital was it for you to to have that 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 support of your family yeah no huge and i alluded to it earlier so when i went through it the first time (laughs) obviously in hindsight didn't (laughs) have the best support group uh so my wife my kid my older kids they stepped up my two older girls wouldn't even leave the hospital the first weekend you know they would not and my wife say no you got to go home you got to rest though they would not you know i had pictures of them sleeping on freaking like chairs uh all curled up how old were they when this happened um yeah uh 15 and 12. It's so vital. And, you know, you're talking about your wife, right? And she's like, look, this is what you need to do, blah, blah. And I, I know what that is because before this happened, I was not happy right. with what I was doing. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? And it's hard when you have a career of, you know, 20 plus yeah. years doing something. And the cool thing is, is my wife was always like, mm-hmm. just do something. Like, I got you. Just do it. And and when you have that support, you know, it's, uh, man, it's huge. So when I was going through this, I mean, just having my wife there, you know, every day. And we were lucky enough, my sister drove through the night to come down and watch the kids. And then my sister-in-law drove through the night when she had to leave. And so when I was in the hospital, I never didn't have my wife there, you know, except for, you know, a few minutes, you go home, do something, whatever. But, you know, for the majority of it, I had her there and hand in hand. And it's so cool. There was, um, Dom had a film crew out yeah. there for the race and everything. And, uh, yeah, months later, I got this picture, uh, from this guy, uh, Kate is awesome. Who did all this stuff. And, uh, he sent me this picture and it's, I have a picture of my wife and I at boot camp, the stairway to heaven behind us, and it's just iconic. I mean, it looks like it's like the girl kissing the sailor, you know, after D-Day. Uh, it's one of those things. That's probably my favorite picture of my wife and I, but this is like 1A, 1B, and we're walking, and it's when I'm walking without my walker, and I'm hand in hand, and she's kissing my hand, and I didn't even know the picture was taken, and it's so candid, and you know, it's just like I told her, and I had it blown up and printed, and I gave it to her, and it, it because it's like, man, if you got a freaking you know support group that supports you, and that's why it's so important. Not only her, my kids. It's like I have a best friend from the Marine Corps that's been there, ride or die. My sister's been ride or die. Uh, Dom's been ride or die. You know, the list goes on and on. You know, people. And then people like you and so many people on social media that I didn't even know that are like, man, you're inspiring me. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, you have no clue. Like you doing this podcast with me right now and reliving this and talking about it. It's like Mondays are tough because it's like, fuck, I got to just pardon my French. I got to do this week all over, you know, all over again. And it's like doing this podcast with you, man, it fires me up because I'm like, 
God, you care enough to want to talk to me? Oh, like, thank you, man. Thank, thank you for you. doing it. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's really, yeah. you know, for me, I was like, I was, you know, I reached out and I was like, okay, does he, you know, is he going to want to talk about this all over again? So I was going to kind of leave it up to you as far as instead of me going into like, like, you know, telling your story for you basically is it was more of just like, okay, let me ask you yeah. kind of how much you want to get into because I was open to it, right? It was more of just, because you, you never know, right? I'm sure you, yeah. you know, especially with the you know, um, the therapy and everything that you've gone through in the rehab over the last year, you've run into, uh, quite a few people that have been in, you know, in a, uh, are going through rehab as well. Right. And, you know, everybody's in a different stage, you know, both physically and mentally. Right. Some people want to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about it. Some people are just pissed off at the world, you know, and, um, it, for me, I saw, um, when I was going back and looking at your page, I saw a post, I think it was the first official post you, you did on Instagram. Um, you know, and social media is interesting, right? You know, because our memories are, 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 are interesting because they, they have perspective, right? Like, you know, I mean, hell, look at our marriages, right? You know, you can have, you can <laughs> relive a conversation you had with your wife the night before, and it's two totally different conversations depending on who's telling the story, right? You know, and, yeah. and there's that running joke, right? The wife's <laughs> right, always yeah. right. But the reality is, is we have our perspective, right? Of like what we heard, what we thought, what we said, right? We interpreted right. it. Well, social media, I mean, like yeah. there's this timestamp of your life, you know, but it's just, it's a, it's an image, right? And to me, it's interesting. Right. Like I went back and looked and I was trying to find where like the first one was, right? And then you, you look at those, I don't know if you've ever done this. You look, you go back and look at your 10 or 20 pictures before and then even the last post you made, right? And then the, the post after that, you're in a hospital bed, right? You got, I think you had a tube in and you've got nurses and I think it was your daughters and I think your wife was on one side of each and you were just basically just explaining pretty straightforward as far as what just happened and the explanation you gave and then how you worded it right it wasn't about like this cheery like oh we're gonna get over this and get through it it was more of of this is what happened here's the situation here's what we've been told and we know we've got this rough road ahead of us going forward but we're gonna you know we're gonna attack it and i i think that says a lot you know in 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 regards to how you've gone about this past year you know, you and your family, right? Yeah, and it's so funny you say that because I, before Hawaii, I went in and uh, saw this uh, lady. That I, so normally I go, uh, I'll freaking say it, I don't care. I might as well be a woman. I'm surrounded by so many women. Hey, I got four daughters I, too. I, I just I just have a son and as well. I love, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I love women. But... Uh, I get my eyebrows done because if I didn't, freaking they'd be <laughs> atrocious. So, anyways, I normally, I normally go and I love it. She's my eyebrow lady. Oh, my it's funny. Right? You're venting, and, uh, and, you know. freaking, yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. yep. It's my therapy. It's my freaking therapy. And so she uh -huh. wasn't available. So I went right before Hawaii. I went to this other lady that I only went to one other time, and she goes, "Hey," and she goes it's so crazy. I saw you this time last year and my wife and I went on a vacation for my 40th birthday before the accident and my eyebrow lady wasn't available. So I went to this lady and she goes, last time I saw you was on this date. And it's like August 8th or something like that. And man, I can't tell you how weird that was. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Like I saw you right before my accident. And then it's like you get this flash forward to everything you've been through. And if you look at my post, the the 
five posts before the 10 posts, I was posting a lot because we went on this trip for my 40th birthday and my no kids and my wife and I just reconnected. We had the best time ever. It's like, we're so in love, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, I was paralyzed yesterday. Uh, I need your love and prayers, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, man, it's, it, but that's one of the things I love about social media. And it's funny, I always say, because I love Instagram right now, but Facebook, I'm getting over. But I love Facebook in the beginning. But the thing I love the most is the timestamp or the time hop or whatever it's called. Because we get to relive whatever we were doing and see that. And yeah, that post was more about, oh my God. Luckily, there's a lot of people that love me. I'm so blessed. And it was more of... It was two things. One, how do we tell everybody this? Because it's not easy to say, oh, hey, by the way, I know we're just on the vacation of our lives and now I'm paralyzed. But uh, so it was that. And then it was, I told my wife, because my wife Mm -hmm. is so private. If you go to her Instagram page, there's probably like four (laughs) posts. And they're probably because I made her post them, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, I just told her. I'm like, I'm going to freaking, you know, post this because I want to document this. When I went through the first car accident, well, there was right. no social media, but it was like, I wish I could go back. I say it all the time. I wish I could. I thought that was, once again, I thought that was yep. the worst thing that ever happened to me. And as you say, God <laughs> was like, hold my beer. Here we go. And, uh, you know, right? so, uh, I wish, yeah, I wish I could go back and see, I wish I could feel what I was feeling in those moments, you know, and I I can't because I just have my memories and that's it. Memories fade. So for this one, it was twofold. It's like, I want to document it to, so I'll never forget it. And then two, I told her, I'm like, I just, I, this is me. I want to inspire people. And if I not knowing it was ever going to turn into what it turned into. And so, you know, what hit me there was once again, I tell you how my tribe has grown since this happened. So I met going to meet Dom for the first time. I met uh, my buddy, Steve on the plane. He sat next to me and no clue what was going on with me. So I get on the plane early now. It's like one of the fringe benefits of, you know, being paralyzed, but uh, he came on late. And he sat next to me and we just started talking. He's a big time hunter. And so we were going to SHOT Show and we talk and have this great conversation the whole flight. And then we go to get up and he's like, oh, you know, cause like I'm grabbing my walker and my cane and he's just like, holy shit. And uh, so I found out he was taking right. a plane ride back with me. And so I was like, yeah, I get, I get on the plane early. He's like, well, save my yeah. seat. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> So, uh, but, so we become, it's so cool. We became such good friends because I sat next to some, actually, cause he was late right. and sat next to me on a plane in the middle seat. But, uh, you know, I went to lunch with him probably right after the race with uh, Dom and, you know, I'm him and a haw and like, oh, I want to do this and blah, blah. And he, uh, he's a successful businessman and entrepreneur and, I go, I, I'm just him and a hawing back, you know? And he goes, so what are you going to do? And I look at him. And he probably said, so what are you going to do? Yeah. 300 times. 
And finally, I was like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you want me to say. Like, why do you keep saying that? And his thing was, so what are you going to do? And it should be on a T-shirt. And it's what you just talked about. It's like, so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to do something about it or are you going to sit here and talk about it? And I was like, oh, my God, man, you're right. Like, just freaking do it. Stop talking. Just do it. And once again, whether, you know, nobody freaking, you know, shows up to my first speech or does, you know, what? it doesn't matter. I'm living a life for my wife, my kids, and for the few people that follow me and actually are inspired by me. Man, I can't thank them enough. And they have absolutely got me through this past year. And maybe that's just their purpose and my purpose for this, you know, until I get healthier. Who knows? But the thing is, it's just action. Make sure you get up and do something. And there's so many people. And it's funny, you talked to earlier about spinal cord injuries and, you know, where you're at. And I was just listening to a podcast this morning. Uh, and it was a guy that was paralyzed. I mean, he walked for his wedding for the first time and got like over 300 million views. And what's so funny is he goes, spinal cord injuries are so weird, man. Not one is the same, yada, yada, yada. He's going on and on. And I'm just laughing because I am mentoring a few people that are, you know, became quadriplegics mm-hmm. in the last year. And I know they're looking at me. And there's got to be some sense of jealousy. Right. Because I am walking. That resentment. Like, how not. come I haven't healed as fast and, as you? Right. Right. It's like uh, with, uh, you know, Marines or Navy SEAL, you know, that fucking yep. You yep. Know, survivor's guilt, right? But, and I had one of their wives, who I know, um, reach out to me and was like, when I posted recently, because, you know, this last month has right. been really hard physically. And she goes, my husband would kill to be able to be where you're at. So just remember that. And my response to her in my mind was, I kill right now to not feel my legs because they hurt so bad. And and that's the thing is they're all different. Yeah, they're all different. And you can't worry about some people are going to walk, some people aren't. My goal is only to freaking help motivate them to get to wherever they want to be. And if you look, I'm not back. And when you talk about looking back at where you were, the post before that, man, I see that and just think about walking to the beach with my wife. There's no problems, right? Going for a run, whatever, all these different things. And it's, it's one of those things where if you have a spinal cord injury, or maybe you don't, you're just, it's just life. If you don't have goals to reach for, then you're probably dead inside. You're not just laying down and being like, well, this is my lot in life now. Right. And this is just, and woe is me. And, and, um, pissed off at my family and I'm going to drink myself into a hole. And, and I'm not trying to say this to, you know, cause I'm well aware of this. I'm not trying to say this to put, you know, to put this, this unnecessary, you know, pressure of like this, this pedestal, you know, that puts you on. But what I mean is it's, I think it's really right. important that you're that, like what you're saying and, and, and you do share the good and the bad, right? Because every day is not going to be this great shitty right. day, you know, because like you said, you, you, you did that run with, with Dom and then you had a camera crew and you did a podcast, right? And then everything shut off, right? Well, okay. All the cameras are off. Everything's off now. You're sitting there with your buddy Steve and he's like, all right, what the hell are you going to do now? Right. 
Right. Because what are you going to do? Live off of right. live off of this one this no, joy, this one race, yeah. and that's it. That's your life. No, man. You're 42 years old. You got four kids. You know, you're just you're just starting like to really like get that next level in your rehab. What are you going to do with your life? Right. No. Right. No, absolutely. And that was the thing is that yeah. race was freaking awesome. And we had a blast and everything was great. And then guess what happened? Monday came around. We're back in Phoenix. And it's like, you just had 100,000 people look at your thing and say you're so inspiring and, you know, accomplished all this and that. And then guess what happened? Everybody went to work on Monday. And here I am back in physical therapy. And my kids are at school. My wife's at work. And yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's just like, you know, you're sitting over here like singing Nobody Knows, you know, and freaking lonely. So it's just, you know, yeah. And that's the struggle. That's the struggle. And it it could be me with this. It could be you going to your corporate job, thinking about your next freaking gym that you're going to build and how great it's going to be. And uh, every that's the thing, because this is the number one thing I get. I mean, it's nothing compared to what you went through. And I always tell people, I'm like, so what? And like, your problems are your problems. They are not disregarded because we're not going to have a, a game of who's got it worse. That's just not going to happen. Your problems are your problems. They're legitimate. My problems are my problems. They're just different. Because yeah, that doesn't solve anything. And right? everybody struggles. And that's the thing. No. And it's like, I just want to help you solve your problems. Just like you want to help me solve my problems. And that's caring about people. 100%. So. That's just it, man. So what's, yeah. um, so now that you, you, you kind of gone through this, especially these last couple months, right? Um, you talked about, you know, you're starting to do some, some speaking engagements with the school district, which I think is awesome because. Um, I think especially at that age, um, you're working with, are you, are you, uh, predominantly like high school and like middle school kids that you're talking to or no, it's actually been elementary. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been elementary so far. Yeah. And so I actually, uh, one of my good friends is Mm -hmm. a teacher. He's the one who first, uh, well, let me back up. My Uh daughter's, uh, teacher did a thing on Mount Fuji and I just happened to climb Mount Fuji while I was in the Marine Corps. And so she wanted me to come in and talk about it. And then it, I turned it into, you know, this life lesson and she loved it. But uh buddy of mine's a teacher and it was cool. He did a whole curriculum around right. about being unbreakable and overcoming odds and all this whole thing. And then it ended with me giving the talk. And then that carried the kids through the rest of the school year. And then, of course, all these teachers that know each other heard about it. And they're like, I want you to come talk to my class because kids at that age are difficult (laughs) so you know it's like please come help me (laughs) you know help me and so yeah it just so but it was so cool because they you know we have to do standardized tests out here and all that you know garbage yeah so but my buddy around the standardized test was like so i had my little unbreakable bracelets i brought them for him and gave it to all of them and that was their that was their inspiration, and that was what drove them to study hard. And it was the whole thing. And on the projector, while they were taking the test, was be unbreakable. And I can't tell you, man. I mean, I'll help any adult, but 
you know how it is. It's like to help kids. The other thing too is I coach softball. I've been coaching softball forever, and uh, I actually do it for the middle school. And uh, I'm a professional coach, and uh, it's one of those things like for kids, mentoring kids and helping them. It's like I'll do it any day of the week because one, it's awesome, and two, they need it. At least, I mean, maybe this is just personally because of just I have my own kids, right? But I feel like kids in today's day, right? <laughs> I hate to say that, like back in my day, right? But kids today, like with the with the internet, so even yeah. as much as you want to filter it as much as you can, right? It's still there and it's available, right? And it's good. It's just got to be used right. I mean, all my kids, we got them tablets, right? But they we keep them. They're only allowed to use them on Saturdays, right? And, you know, we put controls on what they can watch and see and right. games and, and whatnot. And they're... You know, I've, my youngest is 19 months and my oldest is 11, right? And then I've got a nine-year-old and I got twin six and a half-year-olds, right? Yeah. And I think they're they're so much more aware of like what's going on in the world, and they're so much more like they're. But like I started button heads with my son, right, who's 11, at nine and a half, ten years old, right? The same way I was button heads with my dad yeah. at 13, 14, because I remember him. I literally remember the moment I said right. something to him. And he gave me that look like, you're full of shit. And I was like, what the hell, man? You're 10. Like, what, like, when did this start? Right. You know, but he just got access to more information and more things. And, and, uh, so because of that, I think it's that much more important for them to kind of, to have a reality check on, on what's coming up in life. Right. You know, my kids kept complaining and bitching and moaning. We live up here, right. you know, near the Seattle area, right. In Seattle, like, you know, we're in Tacoma. And it's awesome, but at the same time, it's got some of the most like ridiculous progressive laws and allowing people to basically just squat wherever the hell they want, right? And I said, okay, you want to complain? I put them in the right. car. We drove up to Seattle, and and I pointed to the underpasses and all the garbage and all the tents. They go, what's that? I go, that's where people live. They go, what? <laughs> I go, yeah. That's where either A, they choose yeah. to live, or B, yeah. the choices in their lives led them to where they are, or C, they, you know, they have nobody, in, they've gone down such a road where they've gotten, you know, uh, drugs, alcohol, you name it, mental problems, right? And and they're at a point now where they don't even know how to pull themselves out of right. it anymore. And but that's where they ended up. And I said, so complain to me again about you know the the meal wasn't quite right, or <laughs> you don't have enough toys, or you know, and and I think that's where you know you doing what you're doing right now is it, to kind of bring it back is so important because kids have so much more access to information right now, and I think they're. It just in the experience I've had with my children and their friends, they're more, they're, there's a little bit more of a jaded effect of how they are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just where I'm at, right? You know? And right. um, I think they need a little bit more of that reality check of like, you know, life is hard. It's not easy. And if you choose to just try to consistently pursue the no, easy path, no. you're going to set yourself up for a hard life in the wrong way, not the right way. No, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing, you know, being in the military and traveling the world. That's the biggest thing I try and teach my kids. I'm like, you don't understand. You hit the lottery by being born here. You did. You hit the lottery. And my kids are lucky, you know, like your kids where it's like they don't struggle. You know, they live in a nice house and they really have everything. And it's that hard balance of giving them everything and not spoiling them. So, yeah, no. And that was the whole thing about my one year anniversary was, you know, when we did the whole will to fight unbreakable day was I wanted people to share my story, not because I'm 
egomaniac and I want to be heard. It was like, no, I want people, kids especially, to know that life is not fair and life is difficult. And you know this, being a grown-up, having five kids, holy cow, life is tough. You know, it is tough and nobody gives a shit about you. You know, nobody gives a shit about you. So you better be ready to fight because this whole thing of, you know, the school bending over backwards because they're afraid that, you know, the parents are going to come in and yell at them. It's like, that does not happen in the real world. You know, they're like, kick rocks, go find another job. It's it's easy not to actually raise your kids, but like, not to be present. Yeah, like for them to be oh, there, yeah. but not to be present. I can't tell you how many times, yeah. and, and I don't want to put judgment on anybody else, but like, I don't know how many times I've gone out with my family and I see... Um, the kids walking around, every kid's got a cell phone, every kid's got a tablet. I mean, and they're walking, right? And they're just like, you know, <laughs> you know, or we're out at a restaurant and then every kid's like, okay, shut the kid up, give him a phone, shut the kid up, give him a tablet, right? You know, that thing. And, yeah. and who knows, you know, I don't want to judge him yeah. for that day, you know, that day, you know, but it's just that if you see it all the time, every day, right? When you're out and about, you know, it's something that's going on more and more, right? And, um, and when my, 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 my son's friends or like the neighborhood kids come over or they ask my kids to go over to their house, I tell them, I go, okay, but you can't remember it's Monday through Friday. It's a school day. There's no, there's no tablet. There's no games, no nothing. Right. I said, I know where they live. <laughs> I know their mom and dad. All right. And I'm, I'm going to find out if you, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you're starting to get out a little bit. When I saw the other day, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, you posted. Uh, you went and saw Burke Reicher's uh, Oh yeah, show. last night. One of my favorite uh, comedians. I went to yeah. Burke. Oh my god, he's an even better guy. So, our first date uh, after the accident that my wife and I got out yeah. uh, was to his show, and we have a mutual friend. Oh, cool. And so I reached out to him and was like, you know, hey, I got your number from this person, um, you know. I, this is what happened. I know you do a meet and greet after, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Yeah. You know, one, I don't need to be rude if I get up to leave because it's going to be noticeable because, you know, I got a walker sure. and all this stuff. Uh, I go, and two, man, I'd love to meet you. And uh, he's just like, yeah, just ask for somebody and uh, I'll see you before the show. Yep. So I'm like, cool. So my wife and I were at the bar downstairs before the show and he actually walked in. And then he started following me on Instagram. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, so I was just like, hey. And he's like, hey, I know you. And I was like, he's like, you were doing, like, leg presses today. And I was like, yeah, you know. And so, anyways, he's like, yeah, go upstairs. I'll be up there in a minute, you know. And I was like, cool. So we sat down, and then he started the show. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess we're not meeting him. And I was like, no big deal. Yeah. So, anyways, he's hilarious. We lasted the whole show, and at the end of the show, he's like, is he still here? And he's like looking around and I'm like, huh? And he's like, Scott, are you here? I was like, what? And he's <laughs> like, I want to bring this guy on stage to end the show. So he brought me up on stage and it was awesome. And, and so my wife and I hung out with him. And so we've become friends since then. And That's fantastic. So he came man. last night. Yeah. So we've kept in touch. And dude, he's not only is he hilarious, but. He, there was no reason he did his little act of service. You know, he did his make a wish thing for me and, you know, he didn't have to stay in touch with me, sure. but he's, you know, he's been a, a great friend. And so last night he was here. So I, we were busy and I just told my wife, I'm like, I feel like I need to get out. And so I did, but I ended up having to leave the show early, just a few minutes early. Cause I was hurting yeah. and I knew it's going to be a, 
disaster getting out, you know, parking wise and oh, everything. Yeah. And so I felt bad because after the show, he texted me. He's like, are you still here? Come back, you uh -huh. know? And I was like, no, I had to go. I was freaking, and it's funny. I saw his opener on the uh -huh. way out. He was just sitting outside. And so I was like, can you tell Bert? I said, bye. You know, I had to leave. And so I was kind of like giving him the 30 second synopsis. And he's like, holy shit. He's like, well, look at you. You're walking. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, Anyways, I didn't mean the freaking bombardy with that, but can you just tell him yeah. that, you know, I, I said goodbye, I believe, early. So, yeah, no, he's, he's amazing. He's not only is he funny, but he's, once again, another amazing human being that just, you know, has been so nice to me. And, uh, I, I it's just, once again, it, there's, it's funny when you're handicapped and you have things that show that you're handicapped, <laughs> you, 90% of the people are amazing. But man, there's 10% of the people that are just not good oh, people. And yeah. you, you see it. You absolutely see it. You know, I mean, I've literally had people slam the door on me instead of holding it. And, uh, you know, just, and it's just one of those things. I think it's like anything in life. 90% of the people you run into are going to be great people yep. and 10% are just the worst. And you can, you can so, only imagine you think you did it yourself, right? I mean, I, for me, it comes up like I, I spent 10 years as a, like running security for nightclubs, you know, basically as, you know, like a, a high end yeah. dancer, right? And, and I, a lot of times you deal with situations when somebody would just go off, right? And, um, my situation would always be like, man, I'm sorry. They go for what? I'm like, for whatever you're going through right now, that's causing you to act this way, you know? Yeah, I, and, know. I mean, for somebody, if somebody's coming through that's in a wheelchair and a walker and they slam the door in their face, you got to think about like, what the hell? Like, you know, right. you know, I mean, instantly you're like asshole, right? You know, but then also like a little bit deeper, like what yeah. the hell has that person gone through to where that's, oh, I that, know, right? that's what their, their response is, right? You know, and it's, it's right. sad, right? Yeah. And you know what? And then some people are just assholes. You know, no matter no matter how good of a life they've had, right? Yep, absolutely. Man. Yeah, I just go back to. I guess they weren't raised yep. right, so I'm gonna make sure my kids aren't raised that yeah, way. That's, that's all you can do, man. That's all you can do. Um, yeah. yeah. So give me um, uh, just give me a little bit of a rundown as far as like, like tell everybody, you know, you know what you got playing coming up as far as um um. You know, any shows you're doing, you know, any podcasts I've been kind of keeping an eye out for a little bit about Unbreakable. Have you started putting out some merchandise in regards to T-shirts? I know you got the bracelets. You got a couple of shirts out there. And I'll post all the links yeah. to in the show notes as well afterwards when I post this. No, I appreciate it. Um, no, we just, uh, like I said, the the will to fight was so huge for mm -hmm. me. and uh, But that's Don's brand. And my family and I wanted to share his message and share our own message right. and so we came up with unbreakable and mm -hmm. breakable is more about uh once again it's not that we haven't been broken over this last year because <laughs> trust me there have been moments where we are just broken right. but when we came up with it we realized like no matter how bad it gets we have never been completely a hundred percent broken it has not torn us apart mm -hmm. and so that's where unbreakable comes from and uh so yeah it's funny i've had so many people reach out about the shirts all I, I only did these for like the one year anniversary i gave them the people that were close to me and that have supported me i never thought i would sell them and 
uh, I've had so many people reach out and poor Dom, he gets asked all the time, you know, and it's like, it's not my line guys, <laughs> like talk to Scott. And, uh, so, uh, it was never something to sell or anything like sure. that. I think the thing is right now, it, but it is a lifestyle brand. And, um, so I will do something because once again, I'm humbled that people would even, you know, resonate with our message. So, um, I'm lucky I'd be, I've, become good friends with one of the top people at uh custom ink and another person that's just helped me out so she's amazing and her graphic artist is amazing and uh so you know i'll I'll get with them i'll put something out but basically it's uh the big thing is is just i'm gonna get into just coaching and motivational speaking and you know, if people are going, like I said, I've been coaching some quadriplegics and different things. And to be honest with you, I, I think the the real big thing is uh, churches, you know, people that are, um, you know, big into their faith. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. There's retreats all the time. And, you know, I mean, I'll do it anywhere, but I, I think that's a great place to start because my wife and I have absolutely been through it. And I just want to, I was dead inside before this happened. Absolutely dead inside. Even though I checked every box and I've talked about right. this as far as uh, on paper looking like I'm, you know, just living my best life, as they say. <laughs> so, uh, the Instagram lingo. You know, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it's just more of I want to help people like you. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't want to do this. I want to regroup. Yep. I want to freaking reset, reengage. And uh, that's what I want to do. I want to help people because I think my story is one that resonates just because it's not like I'm sitting here going, everything was great. And then this happened and everything was even better. It's like, no, I was dead inside. And then God said, hold my uh-huh. beer. And I was like, you don't want to change it? I'll change it for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And I'll so, give you a starting point. And, I, yeah. and I've learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, And of course, I've learned so much and I am proud of how I've handled it and how hard I've worked. So I have learned a lot through that. So if I can transfer that over to anybody and help them get better, then that's what I want to do. Have you thought about doing your own podcast? Yeah, I've thought about doing my own podcast and uh, I might do that too. And once again, there's a, there's a bunch of things that, you know, we're, we're my wife and I, what we want to do is just really, my wife, I'm lucky. My wife's uh, uh, like the CEO of a company, so she's the operations person, and she's very talented and more of a hard ass than anything. <laughs> so I'm lucky to to have her. So I'm the kind of guy, you know, the sales guy. Like I got a million ideas. Let me tell you about all, all right. Of them. And she's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then she'll just be like, watch me shoot down. Nine hundred ninety nine thousand. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm pretty smart. I know. Uh, and when I go to her, uh-huh. like I'll bounce things off sure. of her. But if I'm serious, I know she's gonna back me a hundred percent. But I better have all my holes plugged up. Yeah. So it's uh, it's yeah. So it's one of those things where uh, you know, I'm trying to figure. Honestly, man, I'm just trying to figure yeah. it out trying to figure it out and so until then i'm just going to keep spreading my story and try and uh inspire people and then that way hopefully it'll 
you know, I'll have that, that base to roll out whatever I want to roll out. Yeah. I, I got no doubt, man, that you're going to be able to do that, you know? And, um, it's like you said, you know, like, uh, you know, God gives you as much as you can handle. Right. My wife says that all the time, you know, and right. I think like, Oh my God, yeah. what, am I, like, what am I doing? Like, look, why am I going through all this right now? And it's just, you know, and right. all the trials and tribulations you're like, you know, like if, if, you know, if you truly believe it, if you truly believe in God and you believe that there's a higher purpose and a higher power, then, you know, right. then you're given what you can handle, you know? And I think that's where. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, in my, I say that all the time too. And, but my big thing is, is I'll add to yours is God absolutely gives you only what you can handle. But damn it, he's gonna freaking test you. <laughs> he's gonna freaking he's gonna you know that line oh, yeah. where it's like too uh-huh. much? He's gonna take uh-huh. you there. Oh yeah. He's gonna take yeah. you there. And I apologize, I'm walking, but we just got a brand new puppy no, 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 and it's okay. he's crying yeah. and I'm like, I gotta get him out, otherwise he's gonna I'll give you this real quick, but I've so seen, here's the old yeah, dog. Yeah, I've seen the pictures, man. This is my current yep. service uh-huh. dog. Yeah. And then this guy, Diesel is hopefully going to be my new service yeah. dog one day. Hey, buddy, say hi to everybody. And uh, But he's driving us nuts right now because <laughs> he's a puppy. Well, yeah, right? It's like another kid. Somebody tried yeah. to give me a oh. – they offered me? They offered me a, a kitten, uh, I think, a year after Phoebe, our youngest, was born. They're like, you want a kitten? I'm like, dude, I got five kids. I don't want a goldfish right now. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. No kidding, you man. Keep your cat and goldfish like, and turtle, whatever yeah. else you want, man. I'm oh, good. And my wife, she's so nice. Yeah, my wife's so nice. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, I I think I want to do this and, you know, make him my service dog eventually. Uh-huh. And she was just like, yep. And then, of course, you know, she's the one who wakes up with him. And, you know, she's such a great person. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, with the four kids uh, and everything and her job, you know, she's just like, uh, there's, I'm just like, wow, you're a saint. You are an absolute saint because er, you should have walked out on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you should have walked out on me. So, but, you know, once again, you and I are blessed, man. We freaking, we, you know, we got good women that stand behind yeah. us and, for some reason, believe in our message and believe what I'm well, what we're doing. So. You were telling me what you were saying about the uh, the stories, you know, about the uh, you know all your ideas, right? And I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'm not saying this just because of the show, right? My wife is the exact same way, right? We we call it like you know I'm the dreamer and you know she's the statistics person, right? Um, and I just I recorded a podcast on Saturday with a a couple that owns a gym in in Tacoma, and you know, um, yeah. Steph, the wife, actually, she has a background in architecture, right? And then Pat worked for the family business, right, growing up, right? So more of a kind of free entrepreneurial mindset, right? And and he yeah. just happened to say, like, yeah, I'm more of the, like, yeah, let's do this. This will be cool. Let's just go do it. We'll figure it out, right? Yeah. And as soon as he said that word, figure it out, right, that, that, that's been my motto every time, like, a problem comes up. And when my wife hears that, <laughs> my wife hears that, and she's like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said that, I was like, well, "That's awesome." Yeah, there yeah. must be a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that's that's awesome that uh, you call her the statistics oh, person because yeah. I call you know my wife and then my dad. 
I call them the dream oh, crushers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm like, they're like, yeah. I have the dreams, and they're the ones that bring me back to reality. I call them the dream yeah, crushers. She, she so. goes, uh, "You see a," she goes, "I'll give you credit." She goes, "You see a pile of shit," and you're like, "You know what I can make with that, right? I can make some diamonds." <laughs> she goes, "I see a pile of shit, and I just walk the other way." <laughs> Yeah, she sees a pile of shit. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. well, listen, man, um, oh God, what's it called? You know, I, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. You know, we're at about an hour and a half mark here, and I know uh, I'm sure probably sitting down for a long time probably doesn't feel good on your back either. You know, you're going to get up and move around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's all yeah. good, man. It's all good. But, but I had a blast. Oh, me brother. too, man. Me too. And I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, like I said, you and your wife, and I'll support you any way I can. And, uh, that's why I did it. It's because I love the fact that you're chasing your dreams and freaking go after it, man. Absolutely go awesome. after it. And you're and talking to you now. It's like, dude, you're a great guy and you deserve everything. Oh, you thank know. you, man. I'm humble. And yeah. I'll also say this is, I call it the, the karma of my accident. Every single person that has helped me in the last year has just had the year of their life. So I'm hoping... Yeah that it's because you know good people have tried to take care of yeah. me and god's given them great karma so i hope you get that too oh, brother. Man, thank you i really appreciate it like i said I, for me it's i know you know for my if I, my own personal like what i want to do in life my own well-being is just like i just want to talk to people get to know their stories and and more importantly be able to share those stories right to kind of because i feel like there's so many people out there yeah. that yeah maybe they're not hurt or handicapped physically you know in some way but like mentally they're just crushed right and they're just living in this this cage either right. like you know somebody else put in front of them or they put themselves in and i think you know you know your story is going to resonate with so many people because it's like okay if this guy and his family can can come back and actually move beyond and and bigger than where they were before in life and come back even stronger right then there's no excuse for me not be able right. to do it right and and I right. think that's where it really yep. steps in, man. So, again, like I said, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and look, man, if you ever want <laughs> – I love talking to you, man. So if you ever want to do uh, – one of the things I want to do with the show is I want to put out an episode a week where I'm talking to a guest, right? I dropped my first episode last week. The second yeah. one dropped today. And the other thing was I wanted to do, like, some kind of kind of a Q&A with somebody, you know, like on a regular basis. And uh, uh, if you if you ever want to do it, man, like on a – you know, maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks, you know, we get some questions from uh, from your followers, from mine, and, uh, you know, we could do a little one-hour thing and be something different. Yeah, yeah. man. Maybe, maybe a way for you to kind of – Yeah, that'd be awesome. Dip your toe into the podcast world without having to go all in and <laughs> get the equipment and all that. Yeah, yeah of course. Cool. Man. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Absolutely, man. Hit me oh, up. Oh, for sure. I will yeah, definitely. Hit me yeah. up. So. Well, cool. We'll get Scott, man. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. I'll cool, post bro. everything um, in the show notes as far as like your Instagram page. And um, and uh, is there anywhere to get the bracelets oh, right bro. now? Are you are you selling those right now? No. And I apologize. No. But as soon as I do, I'll, I'll, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And as soon as I do, I'll let you know and everybody else and. And uh, in the meantime, just like I said, anybody who supports me, I, God bless. I can't thank you enough. And I can't tell you how many times I go back. I might not respond to them all just because, you know, life gets crazy. Oh, yeah. But I can guarantee you I read yep. them all. And I can't tell you how much. I mean, just today I was reading my post from this time last year and everybody's response yeah. and how much it fired me up. Yeah. So, you know, thank you to everybody who's supported well, me. thank you, man. Thanks for being open and willing to share. A lot of people, you know, are – um, you know, go through what you've gone through and they, they, they turn inwards, man. And I think it's, um, it's amazing what you're doing right now. So, you know, thanks a lot, man. 
Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Bye. See you, bye. I want to thank Scott for taking time out of his day to sit down and have a conversation with me and spend a couple hours and uh, go through everything he's gone through over the last year and uh, be so open uh, about sharing his experience, you know, revealing some of the hardships he's gone through in his life. Uh, what you guys won't see is when we were having this conversation, uh, I'm using this uh, program called uh, Squadcast. Uh, Scott's, you know, he's talking, he's sharing stories, he's laughing, uh, but what you guys don't see, because I don't have the video yet, is uh, every now and then he's getting up and he's having to move around and uh, just, you know, walk around a little bit because of how much pain he's in from having to sit down for extended periods of time. And uh, not once does he really say anything about it until I believe it was towards the end of the podcast. Um, so he was so generous with his time and uh, I appreciate it. And this is the one thing I love about this, uh, uh, being able to do the show in, in social media, in the, in the internet and in podcasting is uh, the amount of people you open yourself up to meeting. For me, has been uh, amazing thus far in the conversations I've had. Uh, like I said, this is just the third episode, but I've recorded so many already, and uh, it looks like I'm gonna start releasing them twice a week. But again, I wanted to thank Scott, the fact that we got to be able to have that conversation and share a little bit about his experiences with uh, uh, Dom Rosso, and, and, <laughs> and the fun story we shared about Bert Kreischer, who happens to be one of my favorite comedians, is uh, a fantastic memory. So thank you, Scott. Thank you to your family for letting me steal you for a couple hours and, uh, and sharing your story. I know I appreciate it. I hope you guys do as well. And uh, if you want to know more about Scott, follow him on Instagram at Unbreakable Journey. I will be posting in the show notes all the uh, links to um, uh, his social media, Dom's, Bert Kreischer. I don't think you need those, but I'll post them anyway. And... Uh, the uh, charity foundations that he's doing work for as well. Um, so thanks again, you guys. And I will uh, see you guys next week. Monday, I will be joined by uh, Dr. Rory Alter. And she is a um, doctor of physical therapy. She is a starting strength coach. Uh, she owns Progressive Rehab and Strength. And we had a wonderful conversation about starting your own business, um, being a female in a pretty much up until recently a male-dominated field, and what that's been like, uh, being a competitive powerlifter, a nationally ranked competitive powerlifter, and uh, yeah, we had a fantastic conversation, and I'm looking forward to bringing you that one as well. Uh, again, uh, please uh, jump on, like, comment, uh, subscribe to the podcast, let me know what you guys think, uh, I'm so new to this for all the feedback I'm very open to it and uh, I'm just having a blast doing this right now and uh, I'm just going to keep uh, harassing people to talk and <laughs> keep pumping these out alright until next time thank you